episode 70, 70, 70, uh, 70 of Game My Mom Found. I don't know why it didn't sound right in my head. Um, I am Mike Elberton, and who's on a cruise ship with me tonight? Stefan JD. It's 30 years at America. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, thank you. I always appreciate being here. Hey, we brought you on a, I was going to say, brought you on not a terrible game. I don't think it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> it's better than Penumbra Overture. I would like to um, sincerely apologize to Mike for clearly, clearly causing him some harm in the past. That's the only reason I can see that he would pick this game. <laughs> <laughs> I should say this is my this was one of my picks. We needed a short game, and I'm like, let's play Resident Evil Dead Aim for PS2 because you can play it on an emulator and you can play it with a controller or a mouse somehow. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I did to you or Stefan did to you. But... <laughs> I literally asked that before we started the yeah. show. Yeah, I'll be bewildered by this pick. Yeah. You made me play for number overture. You made me play Beautiful Joe. Whoa, 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 whoa! Do not talk trash about Beautiful Joe. It's a good game. It's a really I didn't make you play Beautiful Joe. That was oh, I was going to say Beautiful Joe is amazing. I just yeah, get out of my mic right now. I was trying to fix my shirt. There you go. It's, it's too hard. It was too hard for the show, and I suck at it, and I never beat it. It's the only game I haven't beaten on the show, so I, I, I have a grudge against it. God, I love that game. Yeah, pretty close to the end. And I was just like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't think anyone was going to beat it, but that's a whole other episode. Yeah. So, so I picked Resident Evil Dead Aim because I hate my co-host, apparently. <laughs> and for those that don't know, I'm going to give a quick little brief history. This is the fourth Gun Survivor game that, <laughs> but it doesn't say, it. oh, we should call it by its real name. Gun Survivor 4, Heroes Never Die. Biohazard. No. <laughs> no. we don't ever get the good names here in america it's so in case stupid. anyone's wondering Stefan and i will be taking a tone of antagonism for this episode <laughs> yes <laughs> they were not so for those that don't know this is a game that came off for ps2 in 2003 made by capcom of course and what it was is they couldn't do it's a, it's a first it's a third person game oh, published by capcom not made by oh, capcom made by mm-hmm. kevia something yeah, that yeah. They yeah. literally gave him a shoestring budget and made him do it basically in a month. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> they also made uh, it's the same company that made uh, the Umbrella Chronicles game and Drake and Guard. And that's like their only real claim to fame. <laughs> Drake and Guard is good. It's OK. It's better than this. <laughs> Just play that instead. Oh, I can't wait for this episode to keep going. So so those that don't know. So it's a this game plays in third person. And then, and then when you do, whenever you have to fight, or you you are supposed to pull out your uh, light gun, your gun con, and start shooting the zombies. We none of us mm-hmm. played with gun cons. I'm pretty sure all of us played with emulators. I tried to track down a light gun, and I couldn't. I almost built one. <laughs> I have a light gun for PS3, I but that wouldn't help me. In those. I know my. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just saying, basically, the only like good thing that came out of this game was like while playing it, I was like trying to figure out how I could make a light gun, and I've got a pretty good design in my head. So <laughs> that might be uh, that might be happening soon. That would actually be fun to do. That's um, I, I know Mike's going to mention it, so I'm just going to get this right out of the way. Capcom considers this game canon. Yes. Um, I have always viewed... All over myself. <laughs> yeah, I have always viewed canon in video games as, you know what? Decide what you want to be canon. You don't have to follow the company's canon. And this is a perfect <laughs> example of that because yeah. it's... It's basically Leon and Ada Light. That's <laughs> all these characters are. It's diet Leon and Diet Ada, as I called them. It's uh, it's like after 
God, it's like, it's like after Resident Evil got, you know, way better voice acting and way better characters. And then someone was like, hey, what if we do what we did in Resident Evil 1 and we just hire a bunch of like Canadian nobodies? <laughs> Can you do a Southern accent and a yeah. Chinese accent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be good. Yeah, just, it's, oh, in fact, it's fine if you just drop it halfway through and then pick it up at the end again. It's completely okay. <laughs> oh, Caviar made Drakengard 2, not Drakengard 1. Gotta make sure oh, okay. oh, so they weren't even, their claim to fame wasn't even the original Drakengard. <laughs> no, which I, I played the original. Wait, no, never mind. They did have something to do with the original Drakengard also. Okay, okay. Which, you lied to me at first. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We should do Drakengard someday on this show. Forgive us for not knowing the intense history of uh, Caviar, who I think their most recent game was like... Uh, like one of the lesser known near near titles near that are and near gestalt Just, yeah which i don't know i know what near is i don't know what these two are but they I they worked on two games that were canceled oh it's a regular near is what it is okay here uh, i don't uh, know it, n-i-e-r however yeah that's, it's the one that's before the right way to say near automa that came out in ps3 360 era they they made that game i've never played I, any of those games i, I own it be on the show they're too they, long they did Bullet Witch, which I actually had a lot oh, of really? fun with. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I know Bullet Witch. Yeah. I can tell you guys really don't like this game. We're already been talking about other games. We have. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, anyway, sorry. Bullet I was Witch looking came out yeah. in 2006, and yeah, Bullet Witch fine. was a Xbox 360 game with a really cool cover. <laughs> uh-huh. I had a poster of it in my room at one time. That's not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also it... had a poster of Tino from Dead or Alive on my on my on my ceiling at the time too. So I I will ceiling. say that they're. There are things about this game that are hard to not or it's hard to not like this game or like it because there's very little in it to begin with. I really liked it. Well, I'm so surprised. It's uh, (laughs) I kept, you know, mentally I had to like I had to like to enjoy this game. I had to take my mind to a different place where I said, "Okay, this isn't Resident Evil. This is like the Trolls 2 of Resident Evil games where it's so bad. It's good. And there's definitely times where it's so bad that it's like laughable it's like what is happening yeah <laughs> like the fact that i mean the fact that like the localization is so poorly done that almost almost zero percent of what is said matches with the subtitles underneath of it yo the subtitles drove me insane because i always <laughs> play with subtitles Same. so i'm reading the subtitles and i'm hearing something different and i'm just like I hate when games do this. It's <laughs> so bad. It's at first, like, it was like it, at first it was like tiny stuff, and then it got worse and worse to the point that I was like, "Is this a localization problem, or did they give the guy the wrong script?" Because there's a point where like uh, the one of the only two characters in the game really is like doing something the the Ada Wong knockoff, and Bruce McGiver, and their protagonist, comes up, and the subtitle says like. Like, oh, you're not just a pretty face. And then, like, he says something along the lines of, like, huh, beauty and brains. <laughs> and God damn it. So, so actually, extreme. actually, I think I have a note on that. Oh, I, have, I have subtitle matching up, and it's ouch and feisty, where, oh, yeah. yeah, so she says something, and I think the subtitle was ouch, and in the, like, <laughs> I remember the this voice. The voice was like, oh, I like him feisty. feisty. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Oh, I like him feisty. I like <laughs> whatever accent, whatever accent you want to throw. Yeah, in it's there. like it's, it's like not Southern. Time. It's not New Zealand, but it's somehow both. 
<laughs> exactly. It's bad. It's so it's so bad. <laughs> I think the guy who voiced him actually has come on the show before. Uh, Raj um, Ramayan, I think his name is. I, I, I gotta find out. I know. I know. We actually said his name in a couple like a couple episodes ago. He was in another game that we were talking about. It might have been Alice. He, he's not even on Wikipedia. Like when you go to click on his name, there's nothing there. The page doesn't exist. Oh no! I think I, I had to track him down like IMDb. <laughs> I'll, funny I'll, I'll look him up. You guys just keep going. <laughs> All right. Well, a couple. As I was saying before, that so it's part of the Gun Survivor series, but we never got two or three in America, and they decided to completely ditch that whole title because people wouldn't know what the hell Gun Survivor was anyway. So they just called it Dead Aim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, it starts out with a very nonsensical opening. Uh, you have a guy, Morpheus, who is actually apparently the first trans character in Resident Evil. Yeah. Um, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's mentioned I mean, he, somewhere in one of the notes somewhere, but he's basically pointing a gun at Leon, Diet Leon. And as we all know, Leon getting out of tough situations, he needs Ada to help him. So Diet Ada jumps in there and throws a grenade. Before Morpheus is able to kill him, and that's your opening. You have no context whatsoever of what's going on. And you fall into the ship in a blank little area full of dead bodies all over the place. <laughs> that just are just there. Oh, this also takes place in 2002, so four years after the Raccoon City incident, which they have to tell you right in the beginning, too, in like some little monologue thing. Also, <laughs> we cannot forget there was slow motion. <laughs> there, there, there certainly was. There was, so, uh, there was some slow motion and zoom in. So this is why I know the name Roger Maya. He was a singer. Uh, he works with Yoko Kano. He was in uh, Cowboy Bebop, the movie, and Wolf's Rain. And if anybody saw that they just did like a real folk blues uh, like special performance with Yoko Kano and Steve Blum on, on YouTube to raise money, Roger Maya was actually in that. <laughs> so the voice actor of this game, not a good voice actor, pretty good singer. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> His uh, voice reminded me of the character from Tokyo Drift. Yeah. <laughs> like that weird southern accent. Yeah, uh, Sean, whatever that actor's name is. Yeah. Name is the I, I, was, what's the weird thing is I, I recognize that those are such stupid movies. I know off the top of my head that his name is Sean Lucas. <laughs> That's the name of that character. <laughs> it's, um, it's like everything he says is like slightly wrong. And it's that's why I was trying to think of it as like a like a Trolls 2 or like the room situation where it's it's like a good, bad movie. <laughs> Just everything he says, like like Fondling will like there's a point where Fondling, who's the like Ada Wong at this game, is like they're like fighting each other and they take it like way too far. Like Leon and Ada are always like, oh, they're like kind of like dance fighting around each other. In this game, like he's straight like straddling her <laughs> on the ground. Oh, yeah. Immediate like, innuendo for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they're just like having a full conversation the entire time. He's like, she's like, huh, Bruce McGivern, I don't work with freshmen. Oh, you know my name? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's that? I'm going to do a different accent for him every time. There you go. And he is, he is a member of US Stratcom. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it's canon. It's we canon. didn't know this. We have to talk about it because it's canon. It's the biggest acronym for a dumbass name I've ever heard. <laughs> U.S. Stratcom, which is uh, United States Strategic Command, which I'm is sure a real organization. I'm sure you can rearrange that and get stars out of it somehow. Stars, jerk It off. does have enough letters in it to make stars. There you, you go. Make stars. Make stars yeah. a little, little extra. 
I mean, it's such a weird ass story. I mean, there's not a lot of story to it. It's kind of a previous, <laughs> but it's uh, I I I was like strangely fond of this game. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I didn't play with the Pals. Um, one of our listeners, Adam, I think his name is. Um, he was telling me he was telling me you can use a mouse in the game. I'm like, okay, so I was looking up how to do it, but apparently on the emulator I couldn't figure it out, so I had to play with a controller. And that, this game is not made for controller, that's for sure. So I'll tell you this: I figured out how to play it with a mouse. And I ended up switching over to a controller. Oh, really? <laughs> I probably should have done that. Well, so this goes into one of my things. There's absolutely no direction of controls or anything in this game. Oh, God, mm-hmm. no. They drop no. you in and they go, go ahead. So I'm playing on keyboard and mouse and I'm hitting one button and it looks like Bruce is guarding, which later on I figure out, oh, you can actually use that to counter things. Oh, you can? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you time it right, and you hit the where he throws the gun up and you can strafe, you can actually counter. Yeah, I did, which I didn't find out until like the alpha boss or whatever. Which is really weird because I feel like this game was a breeze to run through. I don't think any a single zombie was able to grab me, even when I like brush shoulders with him. I don't like think I ever once. I didn't even realize you could counter or guard. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you could either. I wasn't. I didn't. Once uh, I forgot how to shoot, I was good. Does that mean long? we have to think something in this game for Resident Evil 7? Well, <laughs> I was also going to say, how long did it take for y'all to figure out there was a 180? <laughs> oh, I oh, just now. Start. Yeah, all you had to do, double tap down. Double tap down and you can do a 180. Mm-hmm. I realized it pretty quickly and then I stopped using it pretty much immediately because <laughs> yeah. I just turned my sensitivity really high. <laughs> yeah i didn't know there was a 180 that could have been useful a couple times i'd actually turn myself around and run the other way annoyingly this game would probably be really good for like training if you want to get like really good at like first person shooters <laughs> so one of i don't know if y'all ever came to this conclusion but there is something that this game did that i've never seen any other game do and this is where the one of the only praises comes from headshots if you shoot them in the forehead or above it's a one hit kill where the brain is but if you shoot them in the forehead below, you could shoot them five, six times before they died. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So like there was instances in the sewer where um, this is where I figured it out that they couldn't climb stairs and only like part of their head was sticking up above the guardrail. And as I hit them in the forehead, it was a one shot kill. And then for the rest of the game, like I took my time playing on a like a little joystick to aim the cursor was not fun but as a and i kept going i kept going this was meant to be a light gun game Mm -hmm. so like getting that like precision down with a gun just shooting them in the forehead praise and i wish more games would do that it had yeah yeah it's it like it's the same feeling as playing like resident Evil 4 and the wii where it's like it's different but it the way you have to just aim and like crack off headshots just feels better (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. so it kind of did have if I had to give this game a little bit of praise, it would be that and one other thing, which Stefan knows about. Uh, you know, I play. You're gonna as normal. I played this game on mute the entire time. I wasn't even listening to anything. Yeah. Uh, well, then Mike didn't see the other thing, which was the same. I heard it, but I didn't. There's very seldom times that I had. I didn't like hearing the voices. I I liked it better because I had the same thing happen to me where I was listening to him talk, and I'm like, these don't match up. So I was done. I'm like, we're done. No need to listen anymore. <laughs> I just I kept. I could not like. I couldn't take my ears off the noises. It's <laughs> just that the the talking was like so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, though, because one of the <laughs> I'm going to be a little nice here. One of the good things about this game is its save room theme, which 
I don't know if it for you guys, but it reminded me of Day of the Dead, like that soundtrack. Yeah, it's or, like, oh, I can hear it now. She said it. it's like the one thing about this game that's like almost almost like widely accepted to be better than anything else in Resident Evil <laughs> is that saver music. Everyone loves that saver music, mm -hmm. but you got to get there. through a whole lot of game to get that saver music. <laughs> Yeah. There aren't even that many save rooms in this game either. Like you're no, kind of I mean, first. I think there's roughly one per level. Realistically, Ooh. this game is what like an uh, hour and a half, two hours long. Yeah. If you if you want to burn through it really quickly, you could probably get I through mean, it in like an hour. <laughs> he beat it. Stefan beat it in what thirty minutes or so, or forty minutes? Well, that's what it said. I want to say it was more like an hour. Oh yeah, it probably. I mean, I mine said an hour, but I was using a guide. But I was also so I know that wasn't accurate either because it did. It took me longer than an hour to go run through this game. I was just saying, I feel horrible now. I think it took me about three hours to beat this game. Uh, <laughs> nothing wrong there, with that. There is like as you this, this game takes place in a few different places. Like you can explore. Like there are a lot of rooms. I don't know what's in them. I didn't. <laughs> if the guy didn't tell me to look in there, I just kept going because that's how I play all Resident Evil games now. And but there are like there are a lot of places to go into. I'm assuming some just have ammo. And like I was re when I was reading the guide, it said like, okay, be careful with your ammo. It's a Resident Evil game, but you really don't need to be that careful. Like I was maxed out on ammo all the you, time you don't even need to shoot anything you can literally run past everything except for the bosses i want to <laughs> yeah. say maybe the hunters maybe you have to shoot sometimes uh, maybe the hunters are you mean the you mean the battle toads the, yeah the battle toads <laughs> yeah the, the first one jumped at me and ninja kicked me and i was like oh my god i want more of these in resident evil don't forget the torpedo kids <laughs> yo did you have one <laughs> scared there was actually a few times in this game that i got scared and it i was trying to aim and shoot one out of the water and it jumped and i just had oh, a yeah. face come right towards my screen or a screen and i was like ah, i didn't like that without a sense of irony i can say that the glimmers are which are like the toad battle tip looking things they are like actually terrifying to me i don't know what it is about that maybe so they just have like is it do they have like eggs instead of eyes are there's like glimmer eggs on their face i don't know what they are but they're just so creepy look mm -hmm. they remind me of rad toads from a, another game they look uh, like something out of like stalker <laughs> yeah just, they're it's so all, creepy and they're surprisingly fast <laughs> which once again i couldn't shoot some of the enemies because they move so fast and my cursor was just not having it like <laughs> it, it i wanted to play this game with a light gun so bad me too i wish i could have which brings me how do you play this game with a light gun how do you move how do you turn um, i read about it you hit r1 like you do in the controller then you switch to the gun then you shoot then you go back to the controller when you're done shooting jesus what yeah Man. i'm not kidding that's how you play this game you have to play with the controller and the gun if you were to play it the real way where you put down the controller pick up the gun that can't be true that's gotta be I don't that think can't be, that can't be how they planned that. I thing. know, like the video I saw where the guy played with the mouse. He played one hand the controller, one hand on the mouse. He used the, he used the controller to move around, and then switched the mouse to shoot, and that's how he played it. And uh, I'm pretty sure the gun con you have to switch off. I mean, I could kind of see it because you can still move when you're in that first person view. So maybe you just though. use the directional pad with your left hand and then hold the gun with your right. <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's the, first, the first game that that wants you to aim the light gun at the screen gangster style. <laughs> See, I'm I'm actually wanting to go on eBay, get a PlayStation 2, get this game, get settled up and and actually immerse myself. You know, move, have a gun, have a little holster on my side, and when it comes time, flip it up, shoot. Put it down and you know, run. I can just I, see Helena judging you right now. 
it doesn't matter what I do. Elena's Thank judging you. me. The, the light gun I'm going to build will have a controller just on the side of it. <laughs> it's um, oh God, I yeah, you know what, Stu? You just need to make a hybrid like Final Fantasy Seven, yeah. where it's like a gun and a sword. Just make a controller and a gun. It'll be you. it'll be the first and only official Res- Resident Evil Dead aim. <laughs> controller it's only for one game <laughs> oh i also want to say this game starts off creepy as hell like when you're on the ship and the ship you're on the spencer what the hell is it called real fast it's spencer uh, something spencer, spencer, rain. Spencer, spencer rain and nothing about this game is creepy it's um... i found it creepy when you when you go in the first room where you fight a zombie when you get the map and all of a sudden you hear a body drop and there's a woman that had hung herself and then you gotta you gotta i mean that I, I mean, again, it would have been creepier if they didn't glow red when they see you. <laughs> but uh, it would have been creepier if they hadn't already done that in Resident Evil One remake. <laughs> it was creepy in that it reminded me of other cruise ships in Resident Evil games that are creepy. <laughs> there's a number of them. Umbrella has a lot of cruise ships. There's one in Revelations. There's one in actually. There's two in Revelations. I think aren't there? There's two in Revelations. There's one in Resident Evil Seven. There's one in RE Five. Guided. Guy, in. I'm trying to think if there's one. There's one in six, but I think that's a carrier. I think that's like an aircraft carrier. I don't think it's a cruise ship, but I'm not sure. I never finished six. I will. I will admit, I never finished six. Good six, man. Uh, Ada's campaign is six. Starts on future, a if like. I <sighs> don't. Don't do it, Adam. Don't do it. <laughs> I think six is fine as a co-op game, but I would never tell anybody to play it by themselves because the AI is so stupid and it's impossible. I think okay. that's why I. I, I was playing it by myself. It's not as good of a co-op game as Resident Evil 5, but it's fine. <laughs> also, so like, the lo- if you don't know about the Resident Evil 6 logo, I can't ever look at that logo. Oh, God. Nope, either. Well, let's, so let's let's go ahead and talk about some, um, some artwork for Resident Evil while we're at it, because the cover art for this game is so stupid, and I hate it. <laughs> I like it. It's, <laughs> How do you not like it? Because of the fucking face that Bruce is making on the front, where it looks like he's like biting his lips or something, he's doing that like that like eh, it's he, a little half smirk thing. Yeah, it's like the expression people do when they don't know which expression to make. <laughs> like you, you know, you leave Diet Leon alone. I like. <laughs> it's like if like somebody falls over and like or like kind of like tr- like not even falls over. Like if somebody just like stumbles a little bit and then looks at you, like that's the expression that you give them is like, mm, sorry, like all right, okay. <laughs> It's like it's a non-expression. I hate it so much. <laughs> and they like somebody thought it looked real cool. <laughs> it's just I think it looks fine. I actually yeah, looked, I mean so cover art is one creepy. of the reasons why I've, I've always wanted to play this game cuz I remember seeing this all over the place in game stores back in the day, but I never I never had a light gun so I never went and bought it or played it. And that's <laughs> why I put it on the show. <laughs> it's I not really like it. like everything else about the the cover art is like no, well, not like cool, but like well done. I think it's like well composed. It, it like it looks it looks pretty. It's busy. engaging. Yeah, it's busy, but like everything in the background's kind of faded out, and it's got like the cool monsters. And you're like, oh, cool Resident Evil game with like toads or something in it. What looks like to be a giant tyrant up in the corner, which isn't actually a tyrant, maybe, but <laughs> I mean, you fight a tyrant in this game. You fight a couple. Yeah, <laughs> it's just but just like that face kills it for me every single time. Like, even so, like, I'm like, even like Fong Lee, I'm like, oh, it's got a pretty girl in it. <laughs> I see that face. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? What is he wearing? Also, he's wearing like a black T-shirt, but on the cover art, it looks like what like Snake Plissken wears, where it's not really a T-shirt and it's not really leather. It's like somewhere in between. You got your Under Armour. Yeah. I mean, 
he looked just like, like Leon. I mean, all I could think of was they copied Leon a hundred percent. That's all I could think of when I played this. Uh, they copied someone who really wanted to look like Leon. <laughs> they copied. Oh. They copied like if Paul Walker didn't have a successful acting career. <laughs> uh, perfect. And, and with fake eyelashes. Eyelashes. Yeah. It, it, there were some it's, eyelashes on the characters uh, in this game. If, uh, I... if, uh, if Fast and Furious never took off, pun intended. Um, <laughs> did anyone encounter any weapon upgrades in the game? Because it also says that on the back of the box, and it also I, says uh, blend of action and puzzle solving, which I don't remember any puzzles either. There's no puzzles. I can yeah, guarantee I, you there are no puzzles in this game. Yeah. I think that was a full lie. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> And yeah, there are no upgradable guns either. I'm pretty sure you can't upgrade. I didn't upgrade anything, and I was reading a guy. They said nothing about upgrading. So I'm never pretty sure there aren't any. I think yeah, by gun upgrades, they mean you have a pistol until you don't. <laughs> I mean, you get a shotgun, you get a grenade launcher, which I used once on Pluto, and you get a few other guns, but I wouldn't call that an upgrade. Yeah, I think you, you upgrade by getting a different gun is what it meant. <laughs> like, <but> that's like <laughs> the loosest <laughs> definition of it. Even though in Resident Evil a gun upgrade specifically means an upgrade to the gun. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Six picture. Um, that's that's the only thing I could ever see. It's impossible to unsee it. Yeah. And if I'm, you don't know it, oh. then I don't know what to tell people. Just once, yeah. if you, if you ever seen it and you don't know what it looks like, then, <laughs> you know, thank God for you. You're, you're yeah, I, I wish I could go back and didn't, I could unsee that, but I could never know. It's just, it's impossible not to unsee. Just um, a little refresher for I'm, you. I'm gonna move us. I'm gonna move us along a little bit because I don't want to talk about this piece of shit all day. <laughs> um, basically, episode ever. So this this game gives you absolutely no story whatsoever. Occasionally, you get a little note, all a Resident story? Evil, you know, what are you tropes. About? Yeah, but, for US Stratcom and Falling worked for somebody. <laughs> I literally <laughs> had to go to the Wikipedia. MSS. No, on the Wikipedia, it's you find out that both of them are trying to go onto the ship and get something off of it. Because apparently Umbrella thought it was good to transfer BOWs on a cruise ship called the Spencer Rain, which kind <laughs> yeah, of gives away so. that it's them, but yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be uh it'd be like if it'd be like if Amazon collapsed because we found out that like Jeff Bezos was like secretly selling weapons to all these different countries. And then you saw a cruise ship sitting in like a Florida inlet and it was called like the Bezos Extreme. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hmm. Um, but Maybe there's to check that out. <laughs> yeah, and for some reason, Umbrella got fed up with this guy girl called Morpheus, who it's the guy <sighs> for now. Okay, well, it's it starts off as a guy, basically, <laughs> um, part of the Kingdom Hearts collection uh, attire. I can. Oh see. God, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. It, uh, if, if Bruce is knockoff Paul Walker, then Morpheus is knockoff Sephiroth, basically. Um, but basically, he construct it and this is the most ridiculous thing ever he constructed <laughs> the t virus and the g virus to make a new virus with electrical capabilities and what's it called what's that virus called seven i don't even fucking remember to be it's, called, <laughs> it's a combination of the t virus and the g virus and it's cleverly named the tg virus oh god <laughs> it's, it's literally t plus g virus <laughs> Equals electricity. <laughs> and equals they electric also, in, in this canon, they have it where Morpheus was the one that caused the whole incident at Raccoon City. Which is yeah. bullshit. Also, so, he never like, mind uh, what happened to Resident Evil Zero. It's it is canon. Canon. He, like, 
he like wasn't even like a researcher for Umbrella. He was like a guy who ran their like sanitation department. Essentially, he was like in the Canada game. He was the guy that like got rid of zombies. <laughs> he was the a former director of an Umbrella waste disposal site. Yeah, I guess you could argue that like. In like a Resident Evil Three remake, you know that big like acid tank you get to at the very bottom. Like he ran essentially that kind of facility. <laughs> yep. And it's just like, is like it'd be like if God, it, it's like if Finn the Stormtrooper was fucking <laughs> all of a sudden turned into like the next Darth Lord. <laughs> it's just like no, I just I worked in sanitation, <laughs> and he was fired for gross negligence, uh, which. Essentially, it's like uh, he was like the scapegoat for the Arclay uh, incident. He, I don't think he actually caused it. I think they just blamed it on him. Yeah. He's actually mentioned, I think, is from what I when I was talking to people, it sounds like he is mentioned in Resident Evil 5 or so, briefly somewhere. Somewhere he's mentioned. I don't know if that's true, and I don't know enough about him to dispute it. <laughs> I don't say I'm right. How about that? He might be in like a note or something, but it, I don't. Something real simple. Like he's not like he actually, but he's somewhere his name is mentioned. Wesker actually mentioned that to Chris, and just no one was paying attention. <laughs> Saw Morpheus that planned this whole thing. I was a nobody. I'll get you just like I like got Morpheus Duval. Which, by the way, if your name is Morpheus Duval, I mean, don't hire anybody named Morpheus Duval. That is an evil villain name. <laughs> Some shit's gonna go down with him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I actually was like, I was surprised how much I was enjoying this game. Like the first part takes part in a cruise ship, and it, it wasn't bad. Like even though you fight tons of zombies for nothing, or like me, or you can just run away like me and Stefan did because I I didn't fight a whole lot. I ran a lot, but. I was having fun. Like I, you know, you get plenty of ammo. You don't have any any really item cap other than you only carry six sets of ammo, which was annoying. But I kind of enjoyed it. Like I didn't care. There wasn't much of a story. I was having fun just running through the game. I was really surprised. Yeah, there's a little uh, segment too where Morpheus is kind of like the tyrant, and he chases after you room to room. Yep. Okay. We yeah. we we didn't we started to mention this, but like we were saying before, he is the first trans re character, I guess, because I after don't he gets think shot, that's true. Is there another trans character? Why? Well, I don't think I think it's more like the how I took it was like he's more meant he to be boobs. like a uh, well he does have giant boobs like <laughs> like there are points yeah, where I wouldn't say giant I've seen there, there a, were, a C a C cup well, that's not there good. were points when I was playing where it, like he was chasing me and at some points all I could see on my screen behind me was just the boobs I didn't see his model I just saw the boobs enter the frame and I was like oh time to leave <laughs> I mean he does chase you like there's a small part where he's actually or whatever it is is chasing after you for this little bit of time which is it's kind of intense i mean i just ran you don't really have to do anything but mm. it was cool like it was cool to see a tyrant that's actually intelligent of what's happening i think like, it's like really cool. um he's like hermaphroditic like I, I, I guess frogs aren't but uh, can frogs be i think frogs can be right cloaca uh, okay, they just say mutated him into a feminine looking creature is what it says yeah. on wikipedia I took it to be like uh, I took it to be like him being like a hermaphroditic, like asexual creature that could produce by himself. Essentially, he's trying to make a a tyrant that could birth tyrants. Maybe I don't know. Because they always say he. They don't say he. She in here in the Wikipedia at least. So I don't know. I don't know. I I I took it as when I saw that happen because this is a like his form of a new greater virus. That virus turned him into like a mother figure where this would be like a mothering of something else but that was just me after two beers going i need an explanation for this <laughs> the, only thing, the only reason i don't want to call him trans is i don't want to do that to the trans community because <laughs> it's like <laughs> it'd be like the perfect example of like 
we've we've introduced a trans character and they're the bad guy. It's like okay, yeah. it's like you're not trying that hard. Yeah. It was I I liked it. Like I liked the fact that you know you fight you fight him when he's a tyrant. You fight an actual tyrant for a little bit. That's what oh my god. It's tyrant zero nine one is his name. Let's let's put let's put let's do this introduction to this tyrant. You're running down a hall and you just <laughs> see a big giant orange hand slap you in the face through a window. <laughs> That is that is the first time you see this tyrant. You don't even see it. That. And the next time you see him, Bruce is like, "Hey, we meet again." <laughs> hey, it's me, Bruce McGivern. Hey. Yeah, you slapped yeah. me in the face a while ago. You, I've got a gun, and it's like a samurai edge. Even though I don't have anything to do with stars or Raccoon City, I don't know why I'm using this gun. This uh, one, the gun is in our logo. There is something that I the hate about this edge. Is it logo? <laughs> Please. This our logo. This, this brought something into all the Resident Evil series that I now realize I hate. You have such first off, I love Morpheus's tyrant version. Thank Loved you. it. It was amazing, fast, deadly, electric claws, smart, intelligent. Loved it. And then what happens when you kill that tyrant? They turn into a just hideous blob that takes up the whole screen. <laughs> yeah, that seems to happen with every single big bad guy in resident evil after a certain yeah. point where they're like what what kind of what like what should a second form be about giant flesh monster and like okay yeah which i don't know if i was reading too much into that monster the way it looks but there's like these holes and there's these phallic things that come out of them and i was like are they trying to is this like a trans thing i don't know what's going on with this design you know about the final form yeah the final the final form. form was fucking terrible that that was the worst part of this entire game for me i died a few times see it looks I, like a it looked like a frog pooping out of a human face <laughs> i'll tell you why you died probably the copious amounts of seizures you had while shooting <laughs> off a uh, assault gun i had to close my eyes as i played that yeah i i, uh, I used the assault rifle for this part too very okay. few games, like, like I've mentioned this before, how I got like an interviewer thing. And so VR games always make me dizzy. This game was making me dizzy, like really dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could play this game again, which sucks because it like it wasn't the worst like combat. <laughs> You're welcome. It wasn't. It wasn't the worst. And it was just like I kept getting the further I got. I just kept getting like more and more. Like I kept getting like vertigo and I was like, I gotta stop. Like, it's just it's yeah. too many flashy lights. Like just calm down. And, uh, I went through on that final that. part, I went through like three hundred bullets with the assault rifle because I had like three clips I was saving up for and I said use the assault rifle and I went through so much ammo and I still didn't I ran out of ammo. Cause I cause what it, when you fight the fight with a giant like frog can coming towards you on a on a pathway and the door won't open until you beat him because <laughs> video games and he pops out these red heads that look like babies being born you have to shoot the red head and then he'll back up like in a normal arcade. I, I was kind of freaking out for a second because I was like <laughs> wait was that the final boss I don't remember now that's <laughs> the final boss <laughs> already pretty forgot. much I mean I don't even remember how this game ends to tell you the truth uh, explosion yeah, oh, explosion the yeah, two people who who aren't in love end up making out yeah and i mean like it just ends like the game you beat you beat uh what's his face um bully morpheus, morpheus. Yeah. yeah and then the, i guess the chinese government decides to kill fong ling and i guess they have some kind of like laser oh yeah space oh, weapon that can just that assassinate anybody so... on the planet which they have for whatever reason are not using all yeah, the time she, she has and a chip underneath her tattoo right yeah her dumb exactly tattoo. and bruce yeah. 
Bruce tackles her to the ground, pulls out a knife, and doesn't say anything. There's yeah. no words. <laughs> just pulls out a knife and like starts cutting into her. They know like, each other for two hours, all right? They don't need words anymore. <laughs> I think this is like the third time he straddles her, too, isn't it? Every yeah. single time. They've met, and I'm like, sure there was some times. slow motion involved oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. They've met each other three times over two hours, and that's enough for them to fall in love and just constantly be on. Like, both of them are just clearly way too horny to be like spies. <laughs> like, it's a problem. <laughs> if you send out a spy and you come back and they give you a mission report and they're like, it was awesome. I like totally, totally straddled this Chinese trick like three times in a row. You're like, what? We sent you to find a like a little container. What the fuck? Cut you your tattoo you off. Awesome. <laughs> Do you have I mean, any that part I saw in, the... in this mission? Yeah. For first, it was this mutant boob, and I was like, "I'm not about this." But then, <laughs> then there was this Chinese girl, and I saw her boobs, and that was fantastic. Oh god, I love the idea of like <laughs> frat boy James Bond getting back and be like, "How was your mission? <laughs> awesome! Like no dudes whatsoever, only boobs. <laughs> nice." <laughs> so oh, like, god. first of all, like Chinese. Uh, by the way, she's a Chinese secret agent. And the way they let you know that she's a Chinese secret agent is she's wearing like a traditional Chinese. What's that called? It's not like a sorry. It's like a like the Chinese like silk shirt. Yeah, <laughs> with like the best buttons on the side and yeah, yeah, low cut. That, like yeah, it's like low cut and sexy. And there's a dragon. Like, on, there's a dragon on there somewhere. There's a dragon. It. That's not what spies would wear. Like I get like yeah, Ada's always kind of sexy at the beginning. Like, even Ada's like, oh, I better put on a pair of pants for this mission. <laughs> Fong Lee's got this, like, low-cut Chinese silk dress that's, like, traditional. It's like, you're a spy. Maybe don't, like, telegraph the fact that you're Chinese by looking like a stereotypical Chinese Like, that agent. part that, that you're talking about, like, you you walk, she walks into an open room when you're in, like, a, a waste disposal facility. She looks up, and the satellite is shooting a laser down on her, and Bruce has to jump and save her. It is the dumbest shit ever. Yeah. Like, it is. We, and we it, didn't. We didn't it's even not mention... like there's 20 lasers that form into one and she's just staring at it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, actually that happens in another Resident Evil game. I think that happens in Revelations when they take out that island or whatever. You need to play Revelations really bad. But, uh, Revelations is better than this game. Yeah, we're saying should... a whole lot, okay? We should mention, though, that you do jump back and forth between whatever that guy's name and whatever this girl's name is. Leon Kennedy and Ada Wong, right? Bruce McGivern. <laughs> Bruce and then oh, if we're gonna if we're gonna go on the whole Chinese thing, Fong Ling. Yeah, Fong Fong Ling. Yeah, Fong Ling. Fong Ling. Ling. And they are the two characters that exist in this game. That's Morpheus. There's, there's Morpheus, who is like Resident Evil bad guy, and, and that's it. That, yeah, <laughs> that's everyone else is dead. Uh, everyone's even, a zombie. Even in Resident Evil One, where the vast majority of the game is just like like Chris and Wesker and a little bit of Rebecca or jill and barry and like a little bit of wesker like they still have the rest of like alpha and bravo team who got slaughtered they still show you all these other people this game is like nah there are three people on this ship at any given time yeah and only are, one of them is supposed to be there there are no side characters uh help me out with something real quick because they're on an umbrella ship in the middle of the ocean and nobody's yes. controlling it but somehow when the laser hits, they run into an island that's also controlled by an umbrella for some reason that's also infected with B.O.W.'s. Look, Morpheus D. Duval, <laughs> which his middle name is 
starts with a D. I don't know why they had to add that in there. Um, <laughs> Morpheus D. Duval, clearly, you know, he ran a waste disposal facility. He doesn't know how to drive a ship. And so he just put it, like, he just pointed cruise it control. at the umbrella. Yeah, it's just cruise control. <laughs> it's speed two cruise control. He just pointed at the umbrella island and was like, all right, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> also, we keep calling it a ship. It's it's a waste disposal umbrella facility so it's a garbage barge this whole game takes place on a garbage barge <laughs> and there's the missile factory the missile place too at the end whatever the hell yeah that is. it's a garbage barge <laughs> <laughs> and you have the the benthic laboratory also where you're running around too yeah i i like oh the lab God, a lot just breaking down the story of this game gives me a headache like mm-hmm. so in this world the chinese government has spies and clearly enough of their spies have defected that they said we needed we needed some foolproof strategy to take out our spies just in case they went rogue in the middle of a mission we have no way of knowing that they went rogue we've just decided that they went rogue and we're going to kill them because we're the chinese government and fuck them you're gonna <laughs> shoot them with a laser so we give all of our chinese spies a little tattoo of a star with a dragon in it so that way everybody knows they work for us <laughs> you know a tattoo something that's easy to hide it's like prison style rules <laughs> <laughs> and you have to put it on your arm where it's visible so that way the laser can see it. <laughs> and we're going Make to sure your uniform giant... is sleepless. Yeah. You have to wear a sleepless uniform and we're going to put a giant laser in space that specifically is programmed to target our ch- our our fucking secret agent tattoos with a little chip just in case they go rogue. How many agents have gone rogue that they decide to put like a nuclear laser up in space to take them out? A lot. Like, is it just, is it like every day? Like, they came in and they were just like, how many did we lose today? We lost like three more spies today. (laughs) We need to build a $20 billion laser. How's the space laser going? Guys, hey. we're running we're running out of bullets and silencers. Can we just build an orbital strike? Good. It yeah, costs us build- cost us one trillion dollars to fire it every time. But I'm I as I'm swear, guys, I'm tired. There's zombies out there. It, that dude now has boobs. I'm not fighting that. Let's just strike it with There's a ship and there's like a naked lady walking around on it all day, and I don't get it. And it's the it's the, it's just like they're just like giving up. Like I don't just fucking oh god. You know what it is? It's the um it's the laser gun you get from in like Fallout New Vegas, the one you have to build with the uh the solar power plant, <laughs> like the Orion laser oh, yeah it's that they built that specific but they only use it i guess they only use it to take out their agents like <laughs> like do they have to sacrifice like let's say they want to use it for like a political assassination or like to win a war or something so they have to send one of their secret agents behind enemy lines to go like hug the enemy general <laughs> like all right take them out they don't let go <laughs> so stupid Great. Yeah. make sure your tattoo is visible yeah you call like okay. okay we're gonna send you in you're gonna be the honeypot yeah right? this is and- this is canon capcom but you never mentioned the giant <laughs> fucking laser in the sky ever again yeah or hey virus sure hey we've got to take out wesker is there any way to take out wesker while he's alone on top of this fucking volcano mm, i can't think of anything that <laughs> we have. have a guy punch a rock that's we what you be- do it. punch a we rock better send in one of our best agents <laughs> and not use our giant space laser can we just have somebody fly over and drop a uh, rocket launcher? Just also, uh... it takes place like right after the Arclight. Like realistically, this is like what a a, a couple weeks or months after Arclight incident. Four like, years. Oh, it's four years. Mm-hmm. Four years. So this is after. This is before Resident Evil Four. <laughs> so everything after Resident Evil Four 
could have been solved by giant space laser. <laughs> also, the reason why they made this game is because they couldn't make on, on PlayStation any more Resident Evil games really at the time because it was kind of locked up with Nintendo where you had RE4 and you had Resident Evil Zero. So that's partly why they did this random shit. Well, it's clear they were trying to milk the series. I mean, just look at this. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't bad. I actually had a lot of fun playing this game. It was like, it was and cheap. It was, short. it was cheaply made. It was... That's okay. Like the 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 one thing that you can definitely say about this was they had a little bit of money and they were like, fuck it, give it to some studio and we'll just have them make whatever they want to make for us. Oh, did anybody see the necks? How how messed up his neck is? Oh god, it's anytime a character moves, like the cutscenes in this game weren't awful, but they yeah, were the just act, the actual cutscenes were not pretty bad. Pretty good. Yeah. Um I mean for the time they were not bad. Uh, it was just so like it was like awkward because it was like the hair fit like they clearly spent the majority of their budget on like hair physics. <laughs> like we need Bruce Mc McGivern's hair to be flowing twenty four seven. That is the selling point of this game is that his hair is constantly going to be waving in the wind, even if he's inside where there's no wind. <laughs> It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like the office the where they just put that one guy in like the closet and he's just the hair guy just yeah. working on it. <laughs> it's just every time like he gets off Fong Ling and she runs away and he just like like snaps over to the side and some guy comes out and starts styling it again. It's like, we got to get it perfectly messed up. It's like the cutscenes are fine, but then like the hair was like so overproduced where I was like, so I was so distracted by it. I was like, why is that? Why is that like almost like five or six years ahead of its time? And then everything else is like a couple years back. It was just so odd. I don't know. Another thing I, I do want to say, like this game, as a game takes place in different areas, like I think the settings are kind of cool. Like I did enjoy shooting a zombie and seeing the blood splatter on the wall when I shot him the shotgun on the wall. Like I, I enjoyed oh, yeah. that. Splatter's also oh, always great. Ha uh, yeah, having a, the a zombie fly against the wall, actually hit, crumple, and blood smear down the wall looked good. I was impressed. Yeah, there's a this ton of zombies in this game too. This is kind of the only Resident Evil game that's done that. Really, I mean, by the time we got like good blood physics in Resident Evil games, which is like not until you know Resident Evil like two remake really of blood mm -hmm. physics like looking really awesome, the zombies just became too powerful to be flung up against the wall. <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. which oddly enough, they took out a Resident Evil 3 remake because there's not as much gore in that one. Yeah, it's it's yeah, I don't know why they did that. It's I weird. guess. I, yeah, I don't know why they did that. Actually, it was bizarre because yeah. there are a bunch of people saying like, oh, the death's really brutal. Like they kind of but they're not like they're kind of tame compared to Resident Evil. Like Resident Evil 4, you could get your head chopped off with a chainsaw and it was crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess there was that like the butthole vor monster in Resident Evil 3 remake that would like suck your head up into its butthole <laughs> and take you fuck? over. That's a thing. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Don't, Towards... Well, just Google vor later and then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Don't, don't Google sorry. that. Oh, but we should mention there are actually a couple bosses in this game. We mentioned the <laughs> electric tyrant. You fight twice or? Yeah, kind of. Well, I guess it's one to the end. You fight a giant fat guy with his head exposed named Pluto, like a giant zombie, but his brain is, you can shoot his brain. I actually yeah. figured out that boss in like two seconds. If you just shoot his head, he'll like sniff around and then you just wait for him to stop and just shoot his head again. You just do that until he dies. I didn't do that. He took a while. Mm -hmm. I was just like, saying, yeah. I had the most trouble with him. He's yeah. like the, uh, the fat version of the Wolverines from Resident Evil yep. 4. Yep. And then you also have a giant ant queen thing that you or wash queen or some kind of giant queen thing you can shoot to help. I just stood there and shot it. <laughs> I don't know what died. it was, but it was definitely royal. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a queen bee or queen uh, ant, some kind of queen. Kind of looked it? like Alexia and Code Veronica. 
Yeah. I don't get that reference. I know. You will. <laughs> I what, what do you mean I will, huh? Well, yeah, I can't going on the show. That, I don't <laughs> ever want to play that game, okay? Just like it's you don't want to play Zero. You know, God, I can't believe I'm about to say that, but that's a better Resident Evil game. <laughs> I was going to say, I prefer Code Veronica over this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would rather deal with Steve for six hours than Bruce for one. I, I prefer this game. <laughs> with this Bruce. game. <laughs> Bruce I mean, this game was... <laughs> I mean, this game is like one thing that we were kind of mentioning. Like, you can skip a lot of zombies if you want, but if you like, if you do skip zombies, you can get overwhelmed, which I did a couple mm-hmm. times, and then I just reloaded real fast. But you can, you get like surrounded. It won't matter because if you play this one easy, you can take a fuck ton of hits before your health goes down, and you get so many healing items. It's it's not it's great. There's definitely a time where I like walked through a door, and all of a sudden there were just like thirty zombies behind it, and it was like it legitimately um, shocked me when I walked out. I mean, they have a lot of parts where, where zombies will break down doors and come charging through. But the best part about that is when it happens, you just turn around, run the other way and don't and go through other doors and it's done. You don't got to worry about it. You wanna, I'm going to ruin that uh, that giant bee monster for you right now because its name was Halbert. What? <laughs> Halbert. It's Halbert. It was oh, supposed to be definitely. named after like like a halberd, like uh, the polearm, like the medieval polearm weapons. Well, that doesn't but, make uh, no damn sense. Oh, but so I guess it was like was a translation missile? issue. And so they're called a ha- the Queen Halbert. And it's just like oh, the like, dumbest name. The second half of this game, you're all trying to stop a missile launch. Where was the missile launch even headed? I can't remember. Umbrella Island, I guess. I don't think, I think it, it explains it. No, you get I felt like I had no information the entire time this game was happening. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that Morpheus was the bad guy because he had white hair and was oh, a leather coat. And other after than that, he I was chooses... like, I don't to ignore the missile to save Ada or Fong Lee that he just met and now is in love with. Um, the Morpheus keeps mutating and the missile hits him, destroying him because he's so big. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That is so stupid. Yeah. Duh. Duh. And it kind of implies like it does the typical ending where uh, you know they jump off into the water and there's the explosion, and you're like, oh no, they're dead. Ah, just kidding, they survived because they were underwater. <laughs> and yeah, now the, they love the each other. Last- which I didn't even realize this until I was reading that apparently the last place you're in is underwater. No yeah, it's an underwater that. facility. You know, yeah, at uh, least they didn't make me put on a wetsuit and walk really slow in the water. So A plus I for just, this game. I just looked it up and this game takes place at the same time. It takes place in 2002, the same year that Leon S. Kennedy and Jack Krauser are on a mission to uh, South America. And I think I would have rather played that story. Yeah. Okay. Dark Side Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that yeah. ends in the greatest knife fight known to man. Yeah. Well, the greatest knife fight known to man is the one that takes place over the entirety of Resident Evil 4. Exactly. <laughs> Go back to like five times in a row with different knives. As, <laughs> as, Lee, as, Jack Krauser, yeah. as Krauser loses more and more of his clothes. <laughs> also, I uh, see before, Leon. Good luck now that I've taken my shirt off. Comrade. <laughs> I, I, oh, God. What I do want to say about this game is like it plays like a third person Resident Evil where you're running around to pick up items, to find the, the couple key items that open a door. There's, there's no puzzles. And then whenever you have to shoot in a control, you hit R1 to pull up. The, and it's really fucking confusing at first because R1 pulls up the pulls up the first person. R1 also shoots. It is mm. really weird at first. R2 reloads. It does? Yeah. So you can reload with R2 at any time. I didn't Ooh. do that. I just um, I made the game reload. If you hit R1, you're out of ammo. He reloads too. People well, say yeah. like, People said like um, Lost Planet had a bizarre controls game. <laughs> like, no, this, this game, it's it like it would be so easy for you to do, like it comes up in the beginning and they say, are you playing on a controller? Or are you playing with a light gun? And you just say, I'm playing on a controller. And it just goes to like a different, a slightly different aim style. 
But like the fact that you have to switch from third person mode <laughs> to first person aim mode, but you can still kind of walk around. It's like, why isn't it either all of this or none of this? Like, I don't know why they did both. Can you imagine playing this with a Nintendo 64 controller? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Actually, Damn. yes, because it would have more buttons, so it would make more sense. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe, actually, now that you say it. Oh, oh yeah, I didn't I, mean that as a negative thing. I actually think it would work better. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm holding yeah, my... Yeah, Z, Z as R1 would work better. Yeah. 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 It actually... R1 to pull up the thing, Z1. Yeah, it could work. I and didn't I'm like holding my same Xbox controller in my hand right now, and I'm trying to imagine any game any other game that has you reload with the right trigger and i cannot think of a single game that had you do that even if like old playstation games i don't know why i said it like that old playstation games like i can't think of any game that had you reload with the right bump like the right button the r2 button i think gears of war has one where you can kind of like do that extra right trigger thing to where you can reload faster i want to say but that only works in reload so you can hit you can hit either or trigger during that little reload bar. Oh, okay. yeah. And that's but, just like like you hitting the shooty button, essentially, so you can shoot faster. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like the closest thing I can think of. <laughs> I don't think like I can't. I'm trying to think of like even mech games I've played. I'm trying to think of like even Lost Planet. I know it had a weird reload, but I think the reload was just like the right and left bumpers were turned left and right 90 degrees <laughs> i wish i could tell you but i can't remember it's been a long time we played lost planet it might be the strangest thing i've ever experienced in a game like in terms of controls but reload like, with the right button but once button. i got used to lost planet controls i was all right with it i never got used to the controls yes <laughs> i had to constantly stop and think every every, every time i got into an interaction i have never uh, this is not a brag I am like somewhat good at video games. I am particularly good at some video games. Shooters, I'm not bad at. I have never in my life been the person that had to stop and look at my controller and think about what I was going to do <laughs> or just how it worked ex- until I played this game. Every single time I had to stop and look at my controller and go, okay, yeah, that's reload. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's the switch button. <laughs> so apparently I took a lot of time to figure out the controls. Did you know you can move while you were in first person? I found, I found up by accident. Yep. Okay. I found out everything by accident. This game does yeah, not I tell you anything. Look up anything. I just played and tried to like it took me a few it took me about a minute to figure out how to shoot it first. I'm like, what button do mm-hmm. I hit? What button do I hit? Because yeah, because what happened is I would I hit R1 and then I would hit R2 and nothing would happen. I'm like, what the f-? and I would back out to you know i'd move but i had no idea how to shoot so i understand that completely and also this game gives you a ton of ammo throughout the game too like a ridiculous amount of ammo like you'll you'll go into room where you just fill up on handgun ammo your heart's content and then go back out save points the first save point and there's like eight boxes of handgun ammo i was like i fucking love this game i that scared me because i was like oh like they're just something's about to happen immediately (laughs) it's like this game's only gonna be like an hour long and it's gonna be non-stop enemies like it's like oh it was a lot but i was like a lot a lot of zombies shitload of handgun bullets and i was like oh i'm dead i'm so dead why uh god just why why 
Why did Fong Ling's belly? Why was her belly button out the entire time? Because <laughs> this game was early. <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> just looking at her character model. Hey, that was, was a like, thing in the early 2000s. Ask me. I watch a lot of Charm and a lot of other shows from that. That's a thing in the early 2000s. Apparently, <laughs> I just I just looked at her character model and I was like, Does she have a, like a belly button ring? Is she 16? There's also a lot in Smallville too. They're like, <laughs> well, you know what? She's children. a Chinese Asian. She might be 16. <laughs> she's supposed to be really. She's supposed to be really cold too, because apparently she turned in her brother for some activism he was doing and they beheaded him for it jesus yeah she arrested him herself and didn't even question what they did to him so she'll kill her brother for her government but the second the second the white dude with the the bleach blonde hair shows up she's like well forget the chinese government <laughs> i'm gonna get some don gua was his official name. oh god yeah don gua yeah and she's like he's such a fucking idiot she's he's she's like like whatever Don Gua, and he's like, "What does that mean?" She's like, "It means cool guy," and so he calls himself that for the rest <laughs> of the game, which means idiot. If no one Googled it, <laughs> yeah. At the end of the game, he's like, "Not bad for a Don Gua," and it's like, does he know at this point that it's like, is I he like in on the joke, or is he just such a fucking idiot? I think at the end of the game, he mentions it. He's like, "Yeah, I'm such an idiot," and she's like, "You knew all along." He's like, "Yeah, I speak a little bit of your language." In the subtitles, it probably didn't say that though. Okay, I'll just say I. <laughs> the line, if I recall, the subtitles were like, like not bad for a Donghua or something, and he said like he said something completely different, where he's like, like yeah, like call me a Donghua. It's like what, like what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> it's, just, um, it's a dumb game. Huh. I liked it. It's a dumb game. I I played it. You know, I like all the games you make me play. I played it. <laughs> I have an experience. I had some questions along the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, you know. Yeah. Hey, but now you can say you played another Resident Evil game that you never played before. That's fair. And now I know why I never played it before. <laughs> oh, here we go. I got to the end of the game where I'm just I'm watching the playthrough of it again to find that scene. And Bruce reveals that he knows what it means because he's been to China once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess he went backpacking and everyone called him a Donguan. <laughs> it's like, what's that word? That's cool. Oh, man. The description of his character is even worse. It's McGivern is cocky and brash and has a tendency to adopt a shoot first, ask questions later policy with little regard for the consequences following his actions. This often yeah. left him in many hostile situations, although in the end, he always somehow comes out on top. That's exactly the kind of person you want working for U.S. Stratcom, which, yeah. by the way, exists in real life and works with nuclear weapons. Shoot That's... first, ask questions later. Duh. U.S. Stratcom is like, if you're going to send up a nuke, they're going to be the people you're calling. <laughs> and you want them to all be brash and cocky and have a shoot first, ask questions in your policy. <laughs> they're, they're like the uh, men in black. They all just have one specific outfit. So they gave that yeah. one to him and to Leon. Oh, God, that's the official government uniform. That would you know what? That would make so much sense if in this world like that, if that's the official uniform of this world, suddenly all these characters make way more sense. Yeah. Like society has just gone in a way where like like the cocky cool guy always gets it. So I outfit. I hope you're pretty ripped because it's a it's a skin tight black muscle shirt. (laughs) Sorry, so I know, need, I know we went over this real quick, but as y'all were talking, I was like, I'm pulling up the Wikipedia. Holy shit, there is only three characters in the game. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and that, that's technically it. four if you count the voice in his ear. 
Oh yeah, there's oh, someone talking. Oh, to yeah. I mean, there's radio yeah. throughout who this is, game. But... Who is uncredited? If you get to the end of the game, and they get, I don't know who played that character, but they have like they have like the credit, and it's all four characters, and it's like Bruce McGivern, uh, Fong Ling, Morpheus D. Duvall, and then like radio operator. <laughs> it's uh, Huntington. It's... Diet Huntington. Yeah, it's um. Oh, also... Here we go. Cast um, Bruce McGivern, Fong Ling, which they spelled wrong in the credits of the game. <laughs> Orpheus, who doesn't get a last name in the credits of the game, but has and, a middle name. And then played yeah. by Murray Johnson, everyone's favorite character, Superior Officer. <laughs> superior Officer. Oh, I'm going also, to pretend the, the that ship, his name is Superior Officer. <laughs> the ship didn't crash into the island. He swam to shore as the liner was destroyed. Oh, of course. Yeah. He swam 10 miles through the water. I mean, I don't know much about the ocean, but I'm pretty sure if you all of a sudden jumped off a ship and you're trying to swim, you're not if it, it you're not going to make it very far. No. Mm-hmm. Not based on water physics. Not what I the little I know about how water works. You should know because you live on a beach. Yeah. If you jump off a boat, you got to jump pretty far. But we're talking <laughs> about a guy that shoots first and asks questions later. This guy yeah. is trained for this. Every every leap is a leap of faith because he just has his eyes closed constantly. <laughs> <laughs> all right you, anything else you want to say about, about this game before we go to questions i actually have comments and memories do you really i will i and i completely forgot until today I went oh shit i haven't posted that yet you i know, actually got a bunch i actually do have like one more nice thing to say about the game sure. and that's that the inventory screen i actually really like it i don't know absolutely yeah it's just like the, the little inventory where it's got um it's like a it's Guns, not quite a briefcase ammo aid yeah, guns, ammo, aid, and then like the status, and it's like for whatever reason, it's your eyes constantly there. It's like a profile, but it's only your eyes to let you know what your status is. <laughs> and like realistically, like I always love the little heartbeat with fine underneath of it. But this game is probably the first game that made me thought about how weird that is—that your status is fine. Like, imagine just Rebecca Chambers being like, "Chris, how are you?" And he's like, "I'm fine." <laughs> yeah, but how? All right, how are you, though? No, I'm fine. Really, fine. I'm fine. Do you need any help? No, I'm fine. How are You're you, fine. Rebecca? Danger, danger. Like, Chris Redfield is never good. He's only fine. But actually, like, the, it's got, like, the like the thing that was, like, super popular in the 90s, which was, like, the fake wood on the metal. It's got, like, oh, that wood yeah. metal case. And it looks kind of like a hand, like a... Like, I, I couldn't tell if it was, like, a little... Dashboard like, of a PT cruiser. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was like meant to be like a thing he was wearing on his arm or if it was like him opening up a briefcase. But something about that screen, I thought was it was just looked really well done. And that's that's one of the three nice things I've said about this game. <laughs> All right. I'm actually going to go on to questions, comments, memories. I OK, so I completely forgot. And I was surprised some of the groups really answered. Uh, first one from the official Laser Time community from Miles Commit comment from Miles K. It's not a great <laughs> game, but I remember having fun with it. You're 100% right. That's about what this game is. I'll never tell anybody that uh, them having fun with a game is wrong. No. I'm, okay. And then from over from Overblood, one person responded to me, friend of the show, also asshole of the show because he put Beautiful Joe on the show, Sam Mercer. Oh, really? Said, How does Dead Aim's save room theme compare to your favorite same room theme? I think it's one of the only good qualities about this game. You're wrong. There's a lot of good qualities about this game, sir. Uh, you're right. Uh, <laughs> it's a really good quality of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's probably not going to listen to this episode because he's sick. <laughs> oh, so he's still listening to a podcast. <laughs> we'll see. He's down in two weeks, so he needs to be a better. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Holy shit. Uh, I don't know if he'll be better in two weeks because <laughs> right, he's quite sick. 
Uh, I just answer the question though for you, Sam. It ranks up there. It's pretty high. It's a pretty good save room theme. Yeah. It's not better than like I don't know what's. It's not the best. What do you think the best is like four maybe? I'm well, I I want to say that it's subjective. Like most people will have have one of oh, the yeah. main entries, but I personally like Code Veronica's the most. I don't know why. I just like it the most. I'd have to listen to Code Veronica's again. Yeah, it's like it's stuck in my head easy. Code Veronica is the really is that the really simple one that's like the John Carpenter esque one? I would say it's the most complicated out of the side series. I can't remember which one it is, but one has like a very very simple theme. That's just like a couple notes, and I always like that one the best. I think Code Veronica is not a side series. It should be three, but it is a side series. It's a side series. Side series. It's my talking. I never played it. Nothing that happens in Code Veronica like ever comes up again in Resident Evil. Okay, I thought it really was like, okay, well, that doesn't matter. Uh, and these are from the Giant Bomb group. I got from Kelly Weaver. Is this the one on a cruise ship? Not the more recent revelation, the OG cruise ship Resident Evil. Yes, but Guidance is also yeah. on a cruise ship too, so. Uh, Umbrella has, I think Umbrella has like, there's legit like three separate cruise ships that are, that were all built to be like identical under Umbrella's. This is not like me bullshitting. I think this is actually a thing that Umbrella did in the game series. It's like they bought three cruise ships and then they retrofitted them to be like identical labs as like backups in case that are in case our clay went down and hmm. all three of them have collapsed since the, since then like they're like oh this is like we'll have three backup labs on the water just in case everything goes to hell and then by current day all three of their backup labs are destroyed yeah i like how they just use them though for like they'll send somebody in to like just watch how the bow's work they're like well i just see this as a win like we yeah. lost a ship it's fine. We'll figure something out. <laughs> Sir, Wesker, they've killed, the BOW got loose and it killed everybody on the ship. Excellent. It works perfectly. <laughs> we can't capture Our, it as intended. All right. From Jordan Shearer said, I was so excited for this game when it came out and actually remember loving it quite a bit. I highly doubt it holds up at all, though. I think it holds up. From An- it holds from Andrew, up in the wrong way. <laughs> from Andrew Roth. Rafaliski? I don't know. Starring not Leon and not Ada. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. Not Paul Walker and not I don't even know. Fong Ling just doesn't just shouldn't be a character ever again. <laughs> Lucy Liu? <Yeah. laughs> Maybe this was one... Lucy Liu. I guess well, this game came out in 2003, we said. When did the, the... 2003. You know, Lucy Liu was really big in the early 2000s. You might be actually right on the money with that. Yeah, she was because yeah, she was in Charlie's Angels. Say Charlie's Angels just got remade. Bill Bill. Yeah. Like almost that I think that same year actually. <laughs> There was that other girl, too, that was in Rush Hour 2 and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I forget her name. Oh, um... She was pretty big for a while. Yeah. Uh, God, what was her name? Um, I'm looking it up. I was going to say, can we just stick with Lucy Liu since we know her name? Yeah, we'll just say Lucy Liu. Okay, a couple more I want to read from (laughs) Brandon Houses. Is it a sequel to Survivor? It is, actually. It's RE Survivor 4. Heroes (laughs) never die. I guess since it's canon, it's technically a sequel to like Resident Evil One and Resident Evil Two as well. You could say if it's if it's cleaning up that that storyline. Hey, and this this one from Travis McCrory Gardner. I really liked it, but I rented it, played it like three times through in two days. Probably would have been upset if I paid full price for it. One of those times that I realized what a run was, remembering what what items were where and when to use them. I remember that a lot of people at the time didn't like it, but the first playthrough was a slog. It got more and more fun the more familiar we're with the game. Which I can definitely see that. I could see this being a, a really good like running game. So oh, I'm wait, actually I'm an idiot. Are you thinking of Ming uh <laughs> Ming Na Wen? So are you thinking yes. of the other Asian American actress? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's her. Yep. Yeah, she wasn't in Rush Hour too. 
That's why I was confused. (laughs) What I I was about to say about this gentleman's question is when you used to rent games and light gun games, they would actually give you the light gun at certain places. And that goes back. I want to know how this game played with the light gun because if it was fun and it's a shooting game, like I think about Vampire, the Vampire Knight or whatever. Yes, something like that. Um, I, I looked at it and I saw it. Yeah, Point Blank. Point Blank was one of my favorite series. <laughs> like, I bought all the Point Blank guns. Playing this with a light gun might skew my perception of it now. And if it was good shooting, I might have played it again. I just have a question with uh, light gun games where is the game actually fun or is it just fun because of the light gun? I mean, like, both. kind of. I- I played a lot of. It's not time. It's not time splitters. It's time. Time, time crisis. crisis. Time, time crisis. crisis. I have played so much time crisis. Every time I went to CC's Pizza, they had a time crisis machine, and I played. A sh- <laughs> I probably no jokes, but like, <laughs> I like I probably put like twenty dollars just into that game alone every single time I went to CC's. Like that was basically all my allowance was was time crisis, and it was only because they had that really cool light gun that like uh, especially in the later series they added the light gun that like actually like like recoiled and the slide mm-hmm. would uh, slide back every time you shot. I was like, oh, these are the best. This is so cool. And I was like, I don't know if this game is actually fun or if I'm just having fun because of the light gun peripheral with it. I always right. feel I always feel Stu that like your life took place at three different places, like at home where you can't get in. At college, where you went to study, or at CC's Pizza, like you've only been Basically. to three places that I know of, and I, I spent every second of all three of those places just playing video games instead of doing what I was supposed to be doing. So. Exactly, That's I can believe my that. Life. So I'm going to make this really quick and short. I used to be assistant manager and assistant technician at an arcade at Massanutten. Time Crisis was the game that got played by the employees the most awesome because it was fun it was it like it was just good it was a solid light gun game as an assistant technician i hated that game the pedals the pedals always broke and that little recoil on the gun if you did not keep that updated it was rough so eventually Eventually, when the recoil didn't work anymore, I just let it be, and it was. Is that why? Is that why? Like half of the time, the gun didn't work for the time crisis cabinet. It's just such a pain in the ass to fix. It was an eighty dollar part. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was expensive. Wow. And it's annoying. You can hear that clicking of the gun anywhere in the arcade. (laughs) So when it finally broke, it was great, and the employees that worked there, you would see us holding the slide down as we played, like (laughs) with. Everybody's like, oh, you got a nice little tactical grip. No, no, I'm just not going insane. But there we go. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Just imagine Adam, like, like, his, like, eyes light up. It's like, you hear that? It's, oh, my God, it's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> it, it's quiet. <laughs> That's All why right. Time Crisis 3 was the best, because instead of having the slide gun, it had the little revolver, and you could play it two-player. I have a few comments to read from the Resident Evil fan <laughs> group. I was surprised how many people reached out to us. With, with comments, which I was really surprised. So I'm going to read a couple of these real fast so we can get through this. From Philip Blackstar, awful game. I disagree, but my, my co-hosts probably don't disagree. Uh, <laughs> Dale Volruk, Volkirk, uh, Dale V, takes some getting used to, but I like what they tried to do. It's not the best game, but it's better than Resident Evil Umbrella Corps. Uh, one day, maybe I'll find out on the show. <laughs> probably so not. not because of me and Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just me talking by myself because you guys are both sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just uh-huh. Mike alone in a uh, room. 
that day I will have gotten sick with the TG virus. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> That'll be our first uh, video podcast. It'll be Mike sitting alone by himself, just being like, this game is fine. <laughs> From it's not Stan. the worst. Rize is one of the most underlooked games in the series. No. Yeah, no one. I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, yes, but deservedly. <laughs> uh, for a Mike, well, it came out stuff. the wrong time. Paul yeah. Walker? Question mark? Hey, yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah. It was Wall Paul. That's hard to say. Holy shit. Um, from Cody Paul, Wright. Paul. You know, I never actually played it. I finally got my hands on a copy last week for my collection, but I don't have a PS2. I'm dying to try it out. Well, buddy, oh. there's another way to try it out. So you know what? Some of us are ethical. Let's just which, remember that. Which actually, uh, actually, he does own a copy of the game. I, I Let's might actually, I, I might have this in my collection. I, I will if I see this game for cheap, I will 100% buy it now because it is something that deserves to be in my collection. <laughs> you know what? Which um, this game came out in 2003. We said, mm-hmm. yeah. Which gun con was out then? Because one, I just realized one of the gun cons had like a D-pad on the back of it, and then one of the other gun cons actually had like a controller that attached to it. And now I'm thinking that that was the way you were supposed to play the game with that. Specific oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong completely what I said earlier. Because, I mean, I that would work fine. Oh, God. I'm just, I've if got this memory now. Of, I'm, I'm looking it up. To look okay, up you look it up. I'll talk. I'm okay. looking Albert, at the gun cons because I remember. Ga- <laughs> Albert Gaitan, he said, I had it with a gun con 2 controller, which I found a lot of fun. So it might be that one. And Jeremy Allen said, it's definitely an underrated gem of the franchise. Uh, and Logan Moore, last question I'm going to read from this group, said the female tyrant was pretty. It was a, it was way it better was than Resident Evil Survivor. Like I said, I loved that version. That should have, it should have been like a Batmobile type thing. That version or virgin? virgin. <laughs> Sounds like you said virgin. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, uh, we don't know enough about. He worked in, he worked on waste disposal. He was a waste disposal expert. For <laughs> yeah, we, we can we, assume we, yeah. a lot, but yeah, but that would have been so much better, like a Batmobile type thing where. You kill this big ass blob, lightning starts striking down, and then out of this ashes comes this Frieza, you know, final form thing walking towards you. That's fast, light. I just wish a Resident Evil would do that. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Wait. Which oh. We didn't even mention that when you kill Morpheus, you use some sort of like pulse gun or something. Oh yeah. The charged particle. Gun. I like that gun. It reminded me from Resident Evil Four. Reminded <laughs> me of Resident Evil Two. What are you talking about, Resident Evil Two? It's the not railgun for not Leo. What are you talking about? At the end of Resident Evil 2, there's a railgun. Yep. Is it a secret item or something? Oh, sorry. Is it, yeah, yeah, Resident Evil 2, right? Resident Evil 2 and 3 both end with a railgun, right? Am I wrong on that? Uh, Resident Evil 2, I thought, ended with the uh, quad Two. rocket launcher from yeah, the first Yeah, yeah. Only Resident Evil yeah. 3 ends with a railgun. Yeah. There, you, yeah. No, there's a railgun in 2. There's a railgun. There's a secret weapon? Yep. Well, that's but it like, I only... The end of Resident Evil 3 very specifically is a railgun. Two was before I was emulating it, so I had a harder time playing it, and I played it with you. Oh, <laughs> man. I am I'm very confused because I looked up the gun cons, and both the gun con 2 and 3 both had a start and select button on them. Both the 2 and 3 also had a button labeled C3, and I don't know what that could be, but the gun con 2 was the best because it had a little button for the mat, like it had a little magazine button, so you could like pretend to reload the gun. I bet. Actually, I remember Adam that. would love that. Yeah, and no, uh, no, looking these up reminded me of another game, another light gun game that would actually be awesome to play, which was another Capcom game called Dino Stalker. Yeah, I might Yo, put it on the show. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Capcom to remake that. Hey, yeah, you think they'll uh, they'll make, remake Dino Stalker before Dino Crisis? No, no, sorry, <laughs> I was thinking Dino Crisis. I was Dino Stalker uh, is a game just like this, but with Dino Crisis theme. 
Yeah, it's yeah. Dino Crisis Light Gun. But I'm waiting for a Dino Crisis remake, and I'd be I'll, all over it. I want us to do a whole episode where we like each find an arcade and find one of these games. <laughs> Just talk about that. Like, if we get, I I know I know for a fact that I've got a movie theater near me that has Time Crisis Four, and I think it still has Dino Stalker in it. <laughs> I really want to do an episode on it, but it would require us to like go to an arcade. Hey, that's it. Just uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's for Time Crisis Four, which came out in. Yeah, also I think that might have, I think PS3, PS3, yeah, yeah, time but that's, that's the gun con that you were thinking of. That's the gun con three, yeah. It has, yeah, and you can't. It's hard to tell in this picture because the one Mike showed us is orange, but uh, if you look at the back of the slide, it's got two buttons and a little analog stick. Is that that's what that is? So yeah. that I could see that working where you could control your character and then not have to pick up two controllers at the same time. I don't know why this is Hunter Orange, but yeah. All right, got a last couple questions to read for this episode. Uh, from <laughs> Ray Allen Perez, is there any way to play this game now? Uh, unfortunately, no, unless you play it the way we played it. It doesn't. They never re-release it, and they never will. Um, I mean, if you can get your hands on a, a copy of it PS2. somehow. Get your hands on the PlayStation yeah, that, 2. That's a lot of work. Or... And preferably a CRTV. Yeah. yeah. That's the other yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah, you actually... Can't, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how the light guns work with the gun cons work. I assume it'll work with not a CRT TV, but uh, uh, there is definitely sure. some issues. Um, there are some modifications involving infrared. Um, CRTVs are the best. There can be ghosting and whatnot on plasmas and LEDs because of the function of the, yeah. the way they work. If anybody, I didn't mean to just like burp tea into the mic. I was just trying to agree, but. <laughs> If anyone doesn't know how gun cons work, you should look it up because it's actually really interesting, I think, if you're interested in that kind of thing. Oh, it's fantastic. It's it's like a it fascinating take, technology. <laughs> simple and quick, it takes a picture of the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's really cool. Two last things to read, then we're going to be done with questions. Uh, from Jamie Myers, best save theme of the series, which a lot of people seem to say. Yep. And last one from Christopher Tweed. It was pretty easy for a Resident Evil game, but still, what, what was still pretty fun. I would say its only downfall was playing it for the gun, but the gun itself <laughs> was enjoyable. I was paying for the gun. That was the downside. I hmm. just thought, is this the... um? Is this like the Dawn of the Dead remake of zombie games where everybody has like the like the three nice things to say about it and that's it? Where they're like, hey, it's okay. I like I like that that cover of is it let the bodies hit the floor? I like that cover. I like the opening I like the opening shot. The rest of it's okay, I guess. I mean, I love the headshot mechanics. Yeah. I like the it, headshots. Yeah, like it that was amazing to me still. It's it's surprisingly fun in ways. It gets yeah. it definitely gets um old very quickly, I think, personally. But mm -hmm. you guys ready to go to Shelfer Box? I let's talk about gun cons for another half hour. <laughs> you yeah. probably could, but I don't want to. <laughs> Hunter Orange, the black, the matte black. I think hey, I already a, did a four last week. Was was four, a and one. four hours and fifteen minute podcast. I'm trying not to let that happen again. You get okay. the Konami justifiers that have like the bright blue and the bright orange for player one and player two. And right after I say you're talking about gun cons. <laughs> no, so, I'm not talking about gun cons. Gun cons are PlayStation. I'm talking about the Konami justifier, Mike. What the fuck is the Konami justifier? It was the one that looked like a Python revolver. Mm -hmm. When you say gun names, my brain just goes, what? It's the oh, one okay, that looks, looks like, like the gun pistol. from Walking Dead. Okay. Yes. Yes. It, with the little round well, thing. Anytime I name a gun from now on, I'll I'll name the gun and then I'll name what it's known for. <laughs> you know, the Jericho 941 FS. What? The gun from from Cowboy Bebop. So, Stu, how about you, Shelferbox? 
Oh God, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. I think I would have really enjoyed playing this game more if I had the if I had like a light gun for it. If I had like a little gun con for it, I think I would have. I think I would have found that like way more interesting. So I don't want to say I'm just putting it in my box because it does a couple things right. It has it has that great save theme. It has some cool mechanics in it. It has a, a couple. It, it hits in ways that you weren't that I wasn't expecting. If I had a gun con with it, I think I would have enjoyed it way more just for what's the word I'm looking for? Just for like the the uh, SNGs. Yeah, just for like the the difference of it, like for it being kind of a rarity and and being different than any other game I've played in a while. So I haven't played a lot of gun con games since, you know, since I don't have a CRT TV <laughs> since like it's 2020 and not, you know, 2003. So I think I want, I'm going to put it in the box, but I think had I played this the way it was meant to be played with a gun gone, like move, like switching back and forth or like using a little analog stick on the back, I think that would have been that would have been enough for it to, to go on top of the shelf. Maybe not on top of the shelf, but, you know, on the shelf, on a shelf somewhere. <laughs> not as high as you could put it. I wouldn't have thrown it away. <laughs> All right. How about you, Adam? All right. I agree a lot with what uh, was just said. <clears throat> But because it's 17 years later, because I had to play it on the way it is, and and I wrote this quote down hoping it wasn't was not going to be said until this time, and it hadn't. Because thou have obeyed my voice, oh Jesus, it goes in the box. <laughs> is that from it or something? Yes, you yeah. have to record Morpheus' voice at a certain point to oh, open the door. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's what it is. He just says, because thou have obeyed my voice. <laughs> kind of was a puzzle, I guess, right? Uh, uh, it was taken from Resident Evil 3, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Resident Evil 3 was to get into, like, a secret lab in a hospital, and this is to open up a garbage ship, so, you know... Yeah. Yeah. Simpsons did it. Slightly different, different connotations there. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, it's in the box. How about you, Stefan? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. I thought it was uh, done. I'm like, wait. Uh, I actually went into this game wanting to hate it. There's actually nothing really to hate because all you really do is just run from place to place. You don't really have to shoot anything. Nothing really gets in your way. No doors are really locked. I mean, they're all pretty much open. All it's you do offensive. is just, yeah, just it, like it didn't bother me. Just go here, grab that thing, kill that thing in your way. Maybe if you feel like it. Um, the story made absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. <laughs> There's actually even a note in the game that says, uh, I'm really bored on this ship. And I said, yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> there's, uh, I don't know. Like, it's weird because I really liked the music, but the actual game, it, I didn't find it offensive. Like Mike said, it just was whatever. I beat it in an hour and then it was forgotten. Kind of. So... I had to retain some of it for the show, but. It's a it's a beige wall with a red dot painted on it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like uh, oh, that's kind of interesting. I mean, the rest of it's like, eh, but that that one thing is kind of interesting to look at, I guess. Yeah, I don't I don't know how to feel about it. It's just gonna go in the box because I don't care enough for it. Um, it's I don't want to say it's a bad game. It's just so middling and weird, and I don't know. I didn't I didn't hate it outright. <laughs> so yeah, it's going in the box. Okay. <laughs> And I'll, I'll go last. 
since I, I figure we should end with a positive note. Like, I wasn't sure what to think about this game. I didn't know what to think when I first started playing. I wasn't like, it wasn't really, I didn't really, I was like, oh God, why the hell did I pick this shit? And then as I kind of got into it, I'm like, you know what? This is fun. Like, I, you, you can easily beat it in one sitting. I mean, I didn't. I beat him out three sittings. But I really got into it where I just had fun just playing it. I mean, I had no, once I understood what I was doing, I was running along, shooting zombies. I, I, I was you know pleasantly surprised that i that we got to play a game that was nice and short and easy for the show and it's going on the shelf and i'm so glad we got to talk about it and played it and i will never think about it again after this week yeah Yeah. i can't wait to uh make mike play like the diehard game for as revenge for this (laughs) wait 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 wait, the dreamcast version where it was a beat-em-up yo (laughs) one of my favorite games no, no, sorry, not the not the Dreamcast the version. PlayStation. The, one the PlayStation. The, oh, one. the yeah. shooting, the light gun one. Yeah, I can't <laughs> you know, the remember. The one that doesn't work. I'm trying to remember <laughs> what it was called for Dreamcast because it wasn't called Die Hard, but in the uh, arcades it was called Die Hard. That's a good the game sh- in arcades. The beat 'em up one. <laughs> oh, it's oh one of the I've best never games. Never beat it, but I played it a bunch in arcades. The shooter one was called Die Hard Trilogy Two: Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> oh God, that sounds terrible. <laughs> it's Kaye. Mother Vegas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we should introduce what we're going to be talking about next week because we're actually doing another kind of off to our not a game related episode. We're going to be talking about speedrunning with a speedrunner, um, Blake Hummel, who's been on the show previously, but I can't remember what game he was on. I forgot to look this up before I started <laughs> oh, talking. Yeah, Resident uh, but, Evil 2. <laughs> no, it wasn't Resident Evil 2. That's the first one he ever started speedrunning, I think. No, but what he was on an episode of this show before. Oh, um, I can't remember what it was. We don't take good notes. <laughs> uh, I was in my notes. I just didn't look before I opened my mouth. You know how uh, that works. You talk, I'll go back through like the history of our fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Clock Tower. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he's gonna be joining us. We'll be talking about speedrunning. As, as Jeff and said, he is a speedrunner of Resident Evil 2. I know he speedruns Final Fantasy 9. So we're kind of be talking about all that. We're gonna do and talking about speedrunning in general, but we decided the best way to do it was bring on an actual speedrunner because one of us speedruns Resident Evil games for some reason to get platinums. Yeah. But hey, I mean, I, I've speedrun uh, Castlevania and Ninja Gaiden. There's only two I've ever speedrun. But good games. Yeah. What the fuck is that picture? Oh, that's that's Parasite Eve picture. <laughs> <laughs> like, looking at like a picture. What, on what the fuck game is that from? <laughs> All right. So that about and oh, so we're doing that, and then the following week, right after that, we're playing Resident Evil Outbreak, another Resident Evil game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are we? I thought we were playing something else. No, Stalker. Stalker. What yeah. the fuck am I saying? Resident Evil Outbreak yeah. after Stalker. I'm sorry. It's late. <laughs> we're doing speedrunning. All right, that about wraps. Then I'll Yeah. I had it. Good wrong. luck with right, Stalker. About... Yeah. <laughs> First yeah. off, second Stalker. I was gonna say, it, no matter what, Mike. As I've learned how you play games, good luck with Stalker. <laughs> I got through the first one. I, I beat Shadow of Chernobyl. <laughs> those are those are the games I play to like relax. Those are my <laughs> those are my calming games. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like I play Animal Crossing and I get like anxious because I'm like I I need to get my I need to get bells. I need to like find all the fossils. I can't find the fourth fossil. Jesus. And I play Stalker. I'm like ah, oh, everything's trying to kill me. <laughs> I know exactly my place in the world. <laughs> all right. So I do want to say if you enjoyed this episode, we got plenty of other episodes you listen to. Also, please do us a big favor and let people know that you enjoy listening to us. Make a tweet. 
do a Facebook post, do an Instagram post. I don't care. But let somebody know and recommend the show to someone because that's the that's the way that we can grow. And it's the thing you can do to really help us out is help us grow. So let people know that, that you enjoy listening to it, that we're awesome because I know we are. We're awesome. And I also want to give a quick shout out to our awesome intro and outro courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney from his EP, Bite the Bullet, the song of the cool kid squad. So you check him out. You'll see a link in the show notes. <laughs> I want to thank Adam for taking time out to join us again for the I think, third time you've been on the show. Uh, yeah, I think third or actually fourth. I think me and Helena might have done a split episode, but whatever. Uh, I, I, I love being on the show. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> Helena for coughing in the background rudely. Unless that was Tiffany. <laughs> no, Tiffany's off. Sitting playing Switch or something. No, it, was, <laughs> it was probably Helena. <laughs> I remember hearing coughing. I was like, oh, there you go. She's, we can credit her on the show. Yeah. She, <laughs> she, she needs attention. That's all it is. Featuring Helena's cough. And you just gave it to her. So thank you. <laughs> Helena's, Helena's cough sounds cough like a, a, it sounds like a David Cage game or something, doesn't it? Helena's cough. Helena's cough. Oh, my God. Oh, the famous God. words of Helena from uh, Heavy Rain, grab him by the balls and give him a yeah. vice grip with the ball or something like that. Or Helena from Resident Evil 6. Yeah, my sister. <laughs> That's my impression of Helena. That one day. So I also want to say, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, where I'm usually posting images of upcoming games, not on Twitter as much as I should be, but please follow us on there. And I think that's all we need to say about for tonight. Yeah, this took longer than it had to. <laughs> took longer than the game to play. Definitely so, did. All right, we will see everyone next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Yep. Enjoy. Sorry. Sorry.